0: October 25th. And now as we turn our attention to the New Testament, our reading today will be in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 22. Christ is coming. In view of this, we must know our task and be faithful to do it. Apostasy is also coming. Indeed, it's here now. Many professed Christians have no ear for the Word of God. They prefer religious entertainment and sermons that will tickle their ears instead of cut their hearts. Departure is also coming. Paul, the apostle, saw his approaching death as the offering of a sacrifice to God, the ending of a difficult race, and the gaining of a glorious crown. This is the victor's crown given to winners at the Greek Olympic Games. And help is coming. The Apostle Paul was greatly disappointed when the people he had ministered to turned away from him and were ashamed of his bonds. He asked Timothy to come as soon as possible and to bring Mark with him. But best of all, the Lord came to Paul and encouraged him. No matter what his people may do, Jesus will never leave you or forsake you. And now let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. October 25th, 2nd Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 22. And so I, Paul, solemnly urge you, Timothy, before God and before Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he appears to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be persistent. Whether the time is favorable or not, patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to right teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever they want to hear. They will reject the truth and follow strange myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at bringing others to Christ. Complete the ministry God has given you. As for me, My life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. And I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me. The crown of righteousness that the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that great day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his glorious return. Please come as soon as you can. Demas has deserted me because he loves the things of this life, and has gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, and Titus has gone to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you when you come, or he will be helpful to me. I sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, be sure to bring the coat I left with Carpus at Troas. Also bring my books and especially my papers. Alexander the coppersmith has done me much harm, but the Lord will judge him for what he has done. Be careful of him, for he fought against everything we said. The first time I was brought before the judge, no one was with me. Everyone had abandoned me. I hope it will not be counted against them. But the Lord stood with me and gave me strength that I might preach the good news in all its fullness, for all the Gentiles to hear. And he saved me from certain death. Yes, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil attack, and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To God be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila, and those living at the household of Onesiphorus. Erastus stayed at Corinth, and I left Trothemus sick at Miletus. Hurry so you can get here before winter. Eubulus sends you greetings, and so do Putins, Linus, Claudia, and all the brothers and sisters. May the Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you all.
1: So you've been born again through the resurrection of Christ to a living hope. That is, when you were saved, when you were regenerated, You were given a living hope. Now, you may not feel like you have a lot of hope right now today. There may be something going on in your life that makes you not feel very hopeful this morning. Well, guess what? If you're a believer, you have a living hope, whether you like it or not. You've got one. This is not just a subjective feeling. Peter is saying, believers, you may feel hopeless. You are never without hope. Jesus died and raised, and was raised again so that you would never be without a hope. You have a living hope. It's not just wishful thinking. It's alive. The, 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 the motto, one of the mottos of the state of South Carolina is "Dum spiro spero. In the Latin phrase, it just means while I breathe, I hope. And I've often thought, that's a, I wonder if a Christian came up with that motto because that's a really good motto. Um, and I've even seen it in Scotland, that it's a family motto in, uh, for the Lindsay family in Scotland. That's a really good, that's almost like it comes right out of 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 3 to 5. That's true for the believer. While we breathe, we always have hope. There's never a time when when, that, when those lungs are, 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 are pumping air and that heart is beating, we always have a hope. We're never without hope. It's part of the gift of God to us. So even when we feel hopeless, you know what our job is? Our job is to line up our attitude, our feelings, our emotions, our desires with the truth of the reality of the objective hope that we already have. This has been given to us by God. And what we need to do is work to really believe it.
2: Hey it's James Whiting here at Braille. I'm here with Alan Sullivan who is completing the refuge tomorrow. So Alan, what is some word of advice you can give to guys that are going to the ministry right now? Uh, my advice is to stay calm and uh, close to the people that you've gotten close to, um, be forgiving, understanding, and uh, try to look forward, um, plan some things out because it does come the end comes a lot quicker than you think. So what is your most memorable moment here in the refuge so far? Uh, we were talking about that the other day. It was, um, it was Christmas Eve and, uh, we had a worship service and it was, it was up in the upper abdomen and, uh, down, you know, down in Lancaster, um, with Sean Johnson. Um, we got done and it started snowing. We had those, uh, battery candles going and we all just sat there quiet and watched the snowfall. It was really nice. That was amazing. So, um, what do you, what do you plans for the future? Um, you know, take it one step at a time. I'm going to get a job at Franklin. Um, I'm talking to, uh, some of the people there about a few positions. Um, I'm going to stay connected, um, come to the church. I'm in the 614 program, so I'm going to be living with Steve-O. Uh, I'm going to do a, a Bible study with, uh, with Nate on Tuesday nights and, uh, you know, just try to, try to keep it going. Thanks, man. Um, so, who were some of the people you're closest to in the refuge? Um, you know, coming in, I was uh, I was uh, pretty close with Vincent. Uh, he really helped me out a lot. Um, you know, when you guys came in, uh, we were close. Um, you know, you had a group of eleven. A lot of the guys there, I got close with throughout second and third phase. Um, you know, I've been rooming with Josh Liette for several months uh, Dave Kinwessa, um, Tim Mullins. And, uh, you know, quite a few, quite a few people actually. All right, man, that's all we have for this evening. Thank you for your time in the refuge and good luck. And I love you, man. I love you too, bro. Lord, no. Well, the Lord is good to me. And so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need, the sun and the rain and the apple seed, the Lord. Is good to me. Amen.
0: Psalm 95, verse 1. We'll go through chapter 96, verse 13. God is great. Now, this is a call to jubilant worship, not just participation in services as usual. He invites us to shout joyfully and to kneel before the Lord. Why? Well, because God is great. He is a great creator and a great king, and we are privileged to be his people. God is also grieved. The opposite of a worshiping heart that pleases the Lord is a hard heart that grieves the Lord. Imagine seeing God's wonders and not submitting gladly to him. The unbelieving Jews paid a high price for their sin. They died in the wilderness and never entered the promised land. Do you want to enjoy your life of faith? Then take time to see the greatness of God and to praise Him. Do you want to inherit all that God has planned for you in this life? Then give yourself to worship and praise. A hard heart leads to a hard life. So keep your heart tender before God. And in Psalm 96, we'll see an invitation. In this invitation to worship the Lord, we're given three admonitions. Sing to the Lord. Sing a new song. Because you've had a new experience with him. Sing a worship hymn. Because God is glorious and great. Sing a gospel song. Because the nations need to hear the good news of salvation. Sing a song of victory and reveal the strength of the Lord. Sing a song of devotion and reveal the beauty of the Lord. Give to the Lord. Give him glory with your lips and heart and give him offerings with your hands. God does not need your gifts, but you need to bring your gifts to God. He deserves the best. And finally, look for the Lord. All nature, all nature is eagerly anticipating the Lord's return, for then creation will be set free, the oppressed people will be vindicated, and sinners will be judged when Jesus Christ comes to reign. God's people shall reign with Christ and then worship Him perfectly. Hallelujah! Psalm 95, verse 1, through chapter 96, verse 13. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us give a joyous shout to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before Him with thanksgiving. Let us sing Him psalms of praise. For the Lord is a great God, the great King above all gods. He owns the depths of the earth, and even the mightiest mountains are His. The sea belongs to Him, for He made it. His hands formed the dry land, too. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for He is our God. We are the people He watches over, the sheep under His care. Oh, that you would listen to His voice today. The Lord says, Don't harden your hearts as Israel did at Meribah, as they did at Mazah in the wilderness. For there your ancestors tried my patience. They courted my wrath, though they had seen my many miracles. For forty years I was angry with them, and I said, They are a people whose hearts turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So in my anger I made a vow. They will never enter my place of rest. Sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Publish His glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things He does. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. He is to be revered above all gods. The gods of other nations are merely idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty surround Him. Strength and beauty are in His sanctuary. O nations of the world, recognize the Lord. Recognize that the Lord is glorious and strong. Give to the Lord the glory He deserves. Bring your offering and come to worship Him. Worship the Lord in all His holy splendor. Let all the earth tremble before Him. Tell all the nations that the Lord is King. The world is firmly established and cannot be shaken. He will judge all peoples fairly. Let the heavens be glad, and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea and everything in it shout His praise. Let the fields and their crops burst forth with joy. Let the trees of the forest rustle with praise before the Lord. For the Lord is coming. He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness, and all the nations with His truth. Proverbs 26, verses 9 through 12. A proverb in a fool's mouth is as dangerous as a thorn bush brandished by a drunkard. An employer who hires a fool or a bystander is like an archer who shoots recklessly. As a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. There is more hope for fools than for people who think they are wise.